This is the Armchair Cricket Podcast. Hello all. Welcome to another episode of Armchair Cricket Podcast. A podcast focusing on test cricket by Armchair Cricket Shaftini. I'm your host Ajit. In today's episode, we have a returning guest, a good friend of mine, and a, well, a very interesting person if you want to discuss cricket with. Welcome back to the podcast, Pawan. Hi, Ajit. Good to be back. Well, um, we are recording on the what was supposed to be the last day of the second test between <laughs> India and England, uh, India, India and, and Australia. Australia. So that was the second test in Delhi. So I think we can dive in right there. So first of all, did the result surprise you at all? The result surprised me with the duration of the uh, or the longevity of the uh, match, mm-hmm. but not the overall result. I always expected India to win, but yeah, I sort of was surprised by the ascendancy that Australians had at the end of day two when they were at sixty-one for one, and uh, Travis Head. going all guns blazing right so that was when i thought okay australia really have a chance yeah and that was a very very good approach that head had taken where mm-hmm. he had started a counter attack and he was 42 odd by the end of day's play right Correct. so that was a very very good start and that was probably what was required and uh, uh, unfortunately uh, he fell in the first over on the third day to ashwin yes. and probably that was the turning point of the match had uh, head stayed for 10 more overs i think the match would have got a lot more interesting in terms of the runs that the australians would have eventually gotten and uh, the tricky chase that india would be handed but yeah as we all know that dismissal of head turned out to be a major turning point and then uh, sir ravindra jadeja took over mm. and well <clears throat> look i think if you go one step back if you go to the middle of the second day i think india were already in trouble at that point i think so, they were 139 for 7 with uh, right uh, yeah they were 139 for 7, 7 exactly and yeah but then india had and i think even the aussies had uh, sort of seeded that india has a better lower order uh, in terms of when it comes to batting uh, getting into the series and um, even the their coach had mentioned that india has an advantage or slight advantage over the australians mm. when it comes to the batting prowess of the lower order mm. and i think that is exactly what came back to hurt them in the two partnerships uh, that india saw one was the 70 odd run partnership between kohli and jadeja and then the 120 odd run partnership that aksar had with ashwin exactly right so that actually set up the game very well and it uh, sort of neutralized any ascendancy that or any lead that australians were hoping or cummins was hoping to get getting into the second innings so i think that was the first point where australians will probably rule not taking even a lead of maybe 40 runs yeah so india almost equalized australia score if had india been all out for 222 or 230 or whatever those 35 40 runs could have been really crucial if again what you said you finished day 2 on 62 for 1 you are in the ascendancy all you have to target is effectively 200 runs exactly they should have t- they should have kept it at uh, say probably they should have just taken uh, 10 overs at a time mm. right so the next 10 overs we are going to score so much we are going to make sure that we are not going to lose any wickets right probably had they taken it had they taken an approach like that i think it was a collective brain fade because brain fade is most commonly used during the india mm. australia series right we mm. had the famous brain fade of uh, episode of peter hanscom and uh, steven smith in the last series mm. where uh, steven smith uh, tried to uh, sort of had a brain fade on the drs right so something very similar it was but it, this time around it was a collective brain fade where everybody uh, wanted to get on top of the uh, indian spinners uh, with their horizontal bat shots i think that was a poor choice but it was a baffling choice on a pitch where the ball was sometimes keeping as low as half a feet one feet off the ground um some of the strokes were interesting to say the least because um for example carry 
missing the ball and uh, on a reverse sweep and missing the line entirely that was a regular ball and it hit the top of his leg stump right or his ass stump given that he was reverse sweeping that shot hands come sort of guiding one straight to slip uh, matt renshaw sweeping ashwin missing a straight one um also i think pat comments the first ball he comes and he did not even attempt to have a gaze the pitch right mm. the first ball he tries to smack it Bold. he gets down on one foot he's not a steve water try that right away mm. right even steve water probably wouldn't have done it the first ball correct so at that point in time you are right at 85 or 2 they pretty much had in india by the throat india by the throat you had labushka agni and smith batting the best two batsmen in terms of technical as well as run scoring ability in this australian team and if they had taken the score to 130 135 for 2 there was a high likelihood the team would have crossed 200 220 and then i dare say it might have been a very very interesting chase for india so uh, jadeja seven wickets again any surprises at all no surprises and if you saw if you saw both ashwin and jadeja bowl they did not try any fancy uh, stuff there were no kiram balls being bowled there were no um dusras or teesras being tried it was classical off spin by ashwin and jadeja kept it simple right it, there were straight arm balls that were being uh, brought in and all he did was aim the wickets right you miss i hit yeah. and that's all he tried he didn't tr- none of these bowlers tried anything fancy yeah and that's probably they stuck to their basics and that is what probably forced the aussies to get out of their comfort zone right and try something which they've never done before hmm. so well the third test is going to be in indore it's a fair way away so some australians have taken a break we've heard yeah. pat cummins has gone home and i think you told me uh, the spinner the leg mitchell swepson he he should be back in the squad by the third uh, by the third test uh, he's coming back after he was with his wife for his for their first kid so he's mm. back mm. but uh, again uh, australia without david warner and josh hazelwood losing both of them for injuries Hmm. right um i would say david warner despite his lack of form uh given the ipl uh, experience that he comes with he's definitely a force and the experience that he has um it wouldn't have been easy for the australians to nudge him out of the team hmm. or ask him to sit out and get somebody else into the team in his place because uh, david warner is just one knock away from gaining his gaining back his form he's that kind of a player okay let's go one step deeper there Do you think that knock is ever going to materialize? Is he a spent force, or do you think he can I, find his? I mind? wouldn't rule him out in Aussie conditions. Mm. I wouldn't definitely rule him out in the Aussie conditions. Mm. But definitely, I think in the uh, subcontinent, mm. I think uh, he is uh, past his due date there. All right. So, yeah, he may he may get a couple of tests, or he may choose to retire in yeah, the probably, home series. Yes, sometime. but okay i mean yeah. australians are not very uh, how shall we put it they are not very sentimental about their players but this guy 8000 test runs at the top of the order and pretty much sort of uh, no he was the poster boy of australian cricket if you remember he did not play a too he did not play too many uh, uh, what do you call first class or sheffield cricket to Correct. be to come into the reckoning of the international cricket right absolutely he, he was sort of pushed into he, he i think he played a couple of uh, bbl matches and uh, uh, he was thrust into the international cricket right? mm. so that's mm. how he came in and uh, the first century that he scored against new zealand in a losing cause right, right. um so those were all good uh, images right mm. and that was that he gave a good account of what good a player he is mm. right and in and nobody can in the indian fans can ever forget uh, his uh, run scoring for beat for sunrisers or beat for delhi capitals right? right he's he's done he's given a good account of himself there hmm. but yes as i said he is he was good but is he good enough to continue uh, to warrant a place in the team uh, based on his past i don't think so australians believe too much in the past record you're just as good as your previous two or three innings Hmm. Uh, right and i don't i uh, with that account i strongly feel that david warner is sort of past his prime in the uh, hmm. especially in the subcontinent conditions he could still be good in the fast pacey pitches of australia south africa but i dare say david warner's time as a test match cricketer has probably come and gone he's he's very much a, a hand eye coordination player sort of a player who has a knack for shots and with age this sort of skill diminishes a little and 
he's really good even for the sh- uh, short format and he's good when it comes to you know probably the leagues t20 leagues but maybe his time as a test match cricketer i think may I have think come yes. to an end True. so if you were to look forward to the indoor test first of all a pitch prediction do you see the pitch so there are two drastically different pitches uh, from nagpur to delhi so how do you see indoor going do you see it staying truer closer to nagpur or sort of a really uh, interesting one like delhi i think it's going to be more closer to the one in delhi where mm. they're going to leave it a true pitch right mm. Mm. they're going to mm. leave it to be a true test match pitch and they're going to play it uh, the indoor pitch is going to play like that but again if you look at the squad that's coming in uh, they are uh, australia is hoping for uh, cameron green to be back in the squad mm. right mm. and um, i think with travis head at the top i think that will australia will definitely be a changed squad when it comes in there and of see uh, both the spinners have given a good account of themselves right mm. be tot murphy or nathan lyle right both of them have given a good account of themselves so far but i probably feel that uh, if there is uh, if the australians feel that there is going to be the same amount of turn and india uh, goes unchanged into the third uh, test mm. then australians probably would uh, swap kunaman with swepson well there comes the other question for you right so if the pitch were to be somewhat similar would india also really go with uh, one more fast bowler in siraj or one of shami or siraj is enough i would think do, do they really need to have both of them india has a very uh, i think since uh, the late mahendra dhoni days and the days of virat kohli as the captain india has stuck with that a uh, policy of having five bowlers and two fast bowlers probably right and two mm-hmm. fast bowlers at any given cost if you remember there was varun aran and umesh yadav yeah, who yeah. were uh, the only two fast bowlers in a test when mm. virat kohli was the captain mm. in india right mm. so that's been a very strong and i think that's a very uh, uh, focused uh, decision from the indian camp mm. right that they want indian pacers to express themselves in those docile pitches mm. right mm. so i think india is going to stick with two probably they're going to give they're going to rotate one of them for the sake of uh, giving them the rest and keeping them fresh for the uh, uh, wtc final that mm. uh, now that india's sort of more or less made it certain that probably they could swap a siraj or a shami with a umesh yadav is what i feel i think shami might be rested shami did a bit of bowling in both the tests yes. he took some wickets of course yeah. in the first one but siraj is i'm hoping relatively fresh but you know a no, turn around yeah turn around of 9 days is quite a lot i understand but no giving the uh, keeping the longer pitcher in mind and, and these guys also need uh, game time mm. because you're not going to go with three spinners when you go and play in lords correct right? you're going to mm. not so these guys need game time and bumrah is still not fit i guess bumrah is not fit so then the bumrah see uh, it's not the anil kumble days anymore mm. right when anil kumble was the coach right or even the captain and the coach he made very sure that people returning whoever you are if you're returning from injury you got to come through the domestic cricket you got to prove your match fitness and come through mm. with probably that sort of rule being relaxed now i think bumrah once proven fit in the nca he's going to walk into the team mm. right so you have so you'll have shami you'll have bumrah there mm. then you'll have to probably pick with and i dare say india will still go with two spinners in lords in england they're not going to drop ravichandran ashwin and jadeja in england well i think jadeja is definitely a starter jadeja will definitely start and i really hope that they give ashwin they have enough confidence or ashwin has given them enough confidence hmm. for him to be considered in the 11 right so then that leaves up uh, leaves the space for three bowlers three pacers <laughs> well <coughs> before we completely go there i still think if india win 3-1 or 4-0 or 3-0 they can make it but then south africa also should not win their first test against west indies so this is the see, series south that's africa, going to start south africa uh, what i believe is see the only uh, i think uh, sri lanka and new zealand series is more important for india right mm. because if india wins three test matches then they are sure they are through to the finals mm. right the 3-1 result is uh, enough a uh, three wins is enough for india to get into the finals mm. india can still make it to the finals uh even if they don't win any of the remaining two test matches and if and if it's a 2-0 mm. test series uh, win i think india can still go through to the finals um because i don't know um, sri lanka are a very good shorter format 
team at this point of time but they are in a phase of rebuilding in the test cricket in the test format mm. and beating new zealand in new zealand and beating them 2-0 in new zealand is a very tough task for sri lanka agree with that uh, scope i think india should be in the finals it should we should see but the interesting fact is uh, you know ajit if india wins 4-0 mm. and if sri lanka manages to upset new zealand ah. it's going to be a india sri lanka final in lots ah, is this also a possibility there is a chance australia will never make it okay yeah. I, i was not aware of this As- there is if they lose 4-0 here mm. and then if uh, sri lanka wins the series in new zealand uh-huh. then uh, uh, it's going to be an india sri lanka final in lots yeah, that that will be make some interesting uh, viewing if you are a subcontinent cricket fan for sure yeah but the, so uh, the reason why i brought it up is there's everything to play for hmm. uh, for australia in the remaining two test matches right and we know how good they are in terms of coming back and when they come back they come back hard so india's choosing to go with the same squad right so i think all the players have given a good account of themselves mm-hmm. barring one opener from our in our team Yeah 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 but i think he has the confidence <laughs> of the management yeah and uh, both coach dravid and the captain rohit sharma they have come out in support and stated that he is a long, kel rahul is a long term investment they see the potential in him and that is the reason and uh, they have said we are willing to invest in players where we see potential hmm. and obviously they have seen potential in this guy right 8 years now it's yeah, time they were exactly results. so for me i'm not yeah. a big fan of that because uh, I don't think so even Rahul Dravid and uh, Saurav Ganguly had that luxury mm. with them right that mm. they went um, I clearly remember Rahul Dravid was there was there was a call for Rahul Dravid to be dropped after the 2001 uh, before the 2001 Australia series right right, right he just right. come back from a very poor tour of Aust- uh, of Zimbabwe yeah. and um, yeah so there were calls for Rahul Dravid's head <laughs> wherein he had just he he had just not scored a half century in three tests in three of his previous tests mm-hmm. right and in, he failed in the mumbai test right the fourth so there were four tests where he went without a 50 and there were calls for his head then right so that's how competitive it is right and you have uh, sarfraz khan here who's scoring runs mm-hmm. by the bucket loads right, right. and you have uh, abhimanyu ishwaran right who's such a good uh, who's proven that he's such a good batsman there right so you have a lot and shubman gill is there right who's who's fresh of a century hmm. so you have all of this and none of these guys are uh, in their 30s right they're all young uh, uh, youngsters who have a future right right so probably that's one reason why uh, rahul that's one uh, that's one thing that's playing in rahul uh, rahul's case here hmm. that the people who are trying to replace him are young so the, the team is like these guys still have some time so we can still give him the rope hmm. right before we completely cut him off interesting So okay I mean uh, India have retained the squad but there is no vice captain named there's no vice series. captain so that's sort of a uh, notice that they've given to Rahul that your time's coming up you better perform to uh, retain your hold let alone your vice captaincy fair so okay I think there is enough leadership on that field if suppose yeah. Rohit has to go off for a session or two I think uh, there is enough people to take over exactly you have so, yeah you have Kohli there you have Ashwin Yeah. who's got a very uh, very very uh, same uh, uh, head on his shoulders there so he can be a good captain uh, to lead for a uh, short time fair enough so jadeja mm, has led sarashtra in so uh, ashyadeshwar pujara yeah. yeah you're okay i mean there's plenty of uh, plenty of news so speaking of sarashtra did you get a chance to see the ranji trophy final or maybe follow i followed that yeah. i did follow that yeah so yeah it was bengal i feel were never in the game there because mm. they they were completely outplayed by saurashtra yeah again i don't know uh, what uh, see the good things that jaydev anandkar has been doing is showing the faith that the indian camp is having in recalling him into the odi squad as well now yeah. right yeah. so consistency does pay and yes jaydev anandkar is an example of that mm. but uh once again they have shown that uh, the reason why saurashtra has been uh, were able to be champions this time is they did not have a dependency on anybody if you look at other teams right mm. if you look at uh, mumbai mm. it was practically only uh, sarfraz khan who was scoring who, who did bulk of the scoring for them right you look at karnataka it was just the openers yeah. samartha uh, ravi samartha and then you had mayank agarwal well nikin jos made nikin some jos runs. did he uh, he scored some 500 odd runs but yeah 
right and uh, so there was dependency on a certain set of players but if you look at saurashtra you had different set of players putting up their hand and performing at uh, different times mm. right you you see that uh, probably uh, <clears throat> i think it's arpit vasavada right vasavada yeah vasavada right he he captained and he scored that crucial double century but Correct. he was very well supported by sheldon jackson mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. and i think even chirag jani Correct. right those guys and so these guys were consistent performers and you had each one perf- one of these guys performing you had park bud ideally sarasha should not have been champions had it not been for that guy correct right he had a wonderful match he scored a century and he scored and he got a fifer mm. right uh, he he scored a century coming in at what number 9 this was uh, this was i think in one of the earlier knockout yes. games but he he saved them indeed he saved indeed. them indeed and right? same thing against karnataka in the semi final the captain played a wonderful wasavada that's what Vasavada, was wasavada yeah. so and uh, that score that lost early wickets hmm. karnataka did very well to get four, 400 odd thanks to the 249 by uh, mayank agarwal but then again uh, these guys right uh, they had a, they did not have a bright start hmm. but then they were uh, showed up by sheldon jackson and vasavada right 160 odd by sheldon jackson 200 220 i think by vasavada i think they made enough to make sure that uh, they got a result even at the end right? yes, karnataka exactly. give them a challenging target but it was not meant to be much of a yeah. much of a game in the end so yeah but coming to the finals i think it was basically their bowling that won them the game exactly because, uh, batting first bengal had a real chance to you know make 350 400 sort of uh, finals the runs big runs in the first innings really matter but i think 170 odd was exactly 174 yeah you had jaydevanath cut 3 for chetan sakaria sort of Uh, you know a sort of a forgotten name these days i think he was a, his name comes up only during ipls correct he was such a talk of town <laughs> Uh, but he he's reminded everybody what he can do and chirag jani you said a very very good contributing cricketer so between him and there is another jadeja dharmendra singh dharmendra singh jadeja again right? left arm left arm uh, so all of these people and then um, look saurashtra played solidly they made 404 in the first innings that's when you know look this bengal will have to play really that's out good. of their yeah. skin uh, manoj tiwari last innings 68 good one he top scored for bengal in the second innings but really not much because between him shahbaz ahmed anustup majumdar they made some runs but there were no runs from the top 3 so really bengal only gave them a target of 14 it was just formality and yeah. well congratulations to saurashtra uh, so another good win in ranji and uh, they are showing there are other power centers when it comes to first class cricket east of india also has a few south of india has a few so it's it's good to see because this is this is good to see the health of first class cricket in a setup in india exactly see you have uh, it's a good thing that you're having new champions last year you had madhya pradesh mm. right okay. uh, yeah. chandrakant pan that was the coach correct right mm. and he got them to their first title correct. then this year you have saurashtra here saurashtra it's not new to them they are the second time champions correct right and they won the vijay hazare as well so it shows that they are an all round team and they are not just a a long format team correct and more or less it's the same team that play that plays the shorter format as well mm-hmm. right and they won both the vijay hazare and the uh, uh ranji finals here so no. they are true champions they are very good uh, very happy with that disappointed with karnataka that this has been seven years now they are making it to the uh, knockouts and i think uh, ajit as we were discussing uh, earlier mm. it is not to do with the game ability but it is more to do with the mental strength of the team Absolutely. that they probably not able to soak in the pressure of the uh, knockouts i think you said it right before the semi final saurashtra were confident karnataka will not be able to bring yeah. their a game just it's just a mental component thing yeah, yeah so they dismantled us even before the uh, the match started right mm-hmm. the karnataka match started they said we don't consider or they said karnataka is good to be uh, is always good enough to make it to the uh, knockouts. knockouts but uh, we've knocked them out twice yeah so and they did it and they, they did it the third time so yeah. that's what it is so uh, i think it is more to do with uh, the mental strength mm. right but uh, what surprising is um, there are international players here right and they should actually do their bit in shoring up the team or uh, getting the team through here right mm. you have mayank agarwal you have uh, manish pande mm. right you have these guys devdat padikal devdat padikal so right. look their bowling attack was exemplary karnataka had, had a wonderful as you rightly said three weeks vaisha three weeks yeah right and i think vaisha was the standard uh, standout performer here right he is delivered almost in all the matches that he's played 
but uh, yeah it was a disappointing season for our spinners where krishna pagautam and uh, shreyas gopal they were not able to do much both with the bat or the ball hmm. considering that they are uh, actually all rounders right yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, there's a lot of confidence that their ipl owners put on them gopal hit 100 with the uh, very yeah, crucial yeah. 162 but then you're right uh, he can do more with the ball after all he's he's, he's in the spinner. team he's in the team for his bowling primarily mm-hmm. right so well that's one thing moving on if you were to take a quick look at the zimbabwe versus west indies the second test so in the previous episode we had sort of looked at the first innings and zimbabwe had collapsed to 115 and then west indies well they they could not really make a huge score they made only 292 but then it turned out to be more than enough more than enough yes. right so gudakesh moti that was the first day of play i remember zimbabwe were 115 all out and uh, that basically meant um, if west indies put up anything so we were discussing west indies put up anything creditable 300 350 they are really well in control of the game they made 292 and uh, you you can say again gudakesh moti came back he took a 10 for in the test yeah. zimbabwe a bit uh, subpar again no gary balans uh, no sikandar raza I don't know what was going on. Why Gary Balance did not play the second test? Also, no Sean Irwin. Sean Irwin. It makes a huge difference for Zimbabwe. But also, look, their bowling was not yet sort of test match standard. So they miss they miss blessing. Blessing, my dear. Yeah, I think he got married. I think he decided to skip the series. If I'm not wrong. But in any case, uh, he could have been a huge, uh, you know, huge impact player. Um, they have they have many up and coming cricketers. But then. Uh, it was sort of expected west indies will take the series they have done but i think going into the next set of engagements that west indies have that they're going to play south africa, south africa. at home this is a good way this is a good preparation you'll yeah, have they are playing south africa at uh, home so it's an away series for west indies and it's uh, it's a good test for uh, chatterpaul junior hmm. right hmm. Uh, to make a case for himself hmm. that he is not only scoring century he he can score centuries against the top tier teams as well well he, right he, he did well against australia he right? did well against australia but there was no century in that hmm. right so openers are uh, counted by the number of centuries they bring in right of course and if you go by um, sunil gavaskar he says if an opener can't deliver centuries to you hmm. then he's not an opener for, he should not be an opener in the team he can say that <laughs> I, i consider him pound for pound the best opener there ever was so anyway that's fine so moving on um if you were to look at the next big let's say tournament that's currently underway this is the women's women's world cup icc world cup so um even as we speak so england and pakistan this is the last day of league games so england versus pakistan has finished uh, decisively in england's favor so england women made 213 and pakistan made 99 for 9 we expected this might be a um, bit of a uh, bit of a one sided game and that's how it turned out england i think Uh, are also clearly now in the semi final so at the end of uh, the engagements there's only one game left so the one game is in group 1 which is, is i think south africa zimbabwe right it's south africa bangladesh south africa bangladesh exactly so bangladesh have lost 3 south africa have lost 2 uh, so in this case there is only one chance uh, new zealand have sort of put a foot have, in the yeah, door put a foot in the door there. so the top team is australia in can everybody take the trophy out of their hands but we'll park that for now the second team in group 1 is new zealand but then if in today's game if south africa will have to do something special to overcome the uh, net run rate deficit that they have with new zealand which is about 0.5 plus 0.5 that's a huge net run rate deficit to come up i've not looked at the uh, permutation combinations but the other match is now going to be underway so i think south africa will beat bangladesh I don't know if they have enough firepower to actually make it to the semi-finals, displacing uh, New Zealand. So, given this, it's going to be as things stand. If the result uh, South Africa versus Bangladesh does not change the setting or the standing, then England will face New Zealand and Australia will face India. It's India in the semi-finals. In the semi-finals. True. So, going further from here, how do you see the tournament unfold? I would love to see an India, India New Zealand final. Aha. Uh-huh. I'd love to see an India New Zealand final, but uh, New Zealand. um they've not stamped their authority in the uh, in the tournament right you've not you've not seen their best players mm. actually performing to their ability there so they're just scraping through uh, to the semis 
right so if they bring in their a game then yes we know what they are capable of but england is hot at this point of time right right so if it's going to be an see i'm i'd hope for an india new zealand or an india england final ah right ah but i think if england makes it to the final it is theirs it is theirs to lose mm. because all their players are in top form mm. they the run the batsmen they are scoring their runs the bowlers are getting their uh, uh, wickets they even are, if they get to face australia i think yes i put my money on england interesting i put okay. my money on england this time mm. yes australia have been ruthless they have been professional but they have not been tested so far hmm good point australia have never been tested because new zealand is not in form south africa collectively are not in form the other one they had was bangladesh right mm. so australia have had it pretty easy to come into this the real test that they are going to face is the semis with india right right and if india can probably choke them out there then india goes to the final if they probably the real test that australia is facing in the entire tournament is the semis that sort of gives them a disadvantage because england has had a better game time yeah yeah i mean just to quick have a quick chat i mean india i looked at their match uh, against ireland a little bit carefully i think there were way too many dot balls so i think uh, it was addressed in the post match uh, ceremony by the captain as well harmanpreet look even in the last over it was four or nothing you can't play like that right so uh, in a do or die game where you want to make sure you go into the semi finals with a good preparation so you knew as an indian team you knew if you won the game and won it comfortably you were going to go into the semi final no doubt that just that i think rain when it came it was very unfortunate 54 for 2 ireland could have actually if the game had gone the distance i wonder if ireland would have overhauled india's target right i don't yeah i would probably not go there mm. i think it was still india's game but yes um now england india has to focus because yeah they've they've lost to australia too many times right it's it's <laughs> well time they stand up and say that okay we will not the last international game loss for this australian team was given by india yeah harmanpreet 175 oh not that not that recently last year uh, when uh, india and australia played at bilateral okay india no i'm talking australia about the world stage oh world stage also yes correct world stage also correct so well we may we may have some special so some special luck we know jamima rodriguez is in form smriti mandana is in form shefali verma is waiting Not, for a big knock yeah. but um, in any case it may turn out that i think it is going to be a battle of the indian bowlers and fielders versus the australian batters that will win this game if anything india have to win so if australia bat first and make above 150 i dare say the game is done if india bat first if they make something in the region of 160 170 they give them it's an chance. interesting it yeah they give themselves a chance yeah. anything uh, see um, india will have to bring in uh, the best right so as you said if they are, uh, if they are bowling they got to restrict australia to under 150 hmm. right yeah if they are batting first a minimum of 170 175 is required and when you say that as you rightly said hmm. they cannot take the uh, famed west indian approach it's either going to be a boundary or no yeah, right? yeah. or a dot ball they can't do that yeah 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 right they got to play sensibly they got you got to probably revolve around uh, smriti mandana who's probably going to drop anchor and says that okay i'm going to i'm going to face 60 balls in this innings hmm. right the others you get 60 balls to score what you can and in that 60 i'm probably going to give you an 80 85 that's that's pretty decent i think then you can probably play a bit more freely you can hope to get maybe 70 80 even 100 yeah, probably that's what they got to tell smriti as well because by far she is the best batter we have hmm. right hmm. so hmm. she should probably um, take the responsibility saying that i'm going to face the first ball and the last ball yeah right so you guys are going to revolve around me right so okay and she has the she has the support that she yeah. actually wants uh, as you rightly said jamima rodrix that's a plus, huge plus that she's found a form mm. harman is always there she's ne- she's sort of she's never out of form but yeah she's she's due for her big runs correct shefali is also giving all the hopes but yeah she's also due for a big one i hope the semis and the finals will actually do that fair enough so a lot to look forward to in the tournament i think in the next uh, episode we are probably going to look at the business end of the tournament and maybe the decide yes. with the finals as well so well let's see how that unfolds so going on if you were to look at some of the other international cricket there is a tri series going yeah, on there is an nepal. associate tri series going on yeah. right uh, cricket i think uh, nepal is hosting uh, uh, namibia and uh, scotland. scotland right 
right and there's again a, a controversy uh, a slight controversy is there uh, first it was something which the nepal cricket fans didn't want to see mm. right they didn't want to see their uh, probably the the most uh, prized cricketer if i may call it right mm. uh, they didn't want to see sandeep on the pitch right yeah. they didn't want them they didn't want him to practice along with the team they didn't want him in the squad but finally they went ahead with that and then uh, the gesture by the scottish players not no, uh, no. willing to shake his hand yeah not willing to shake his they hand they were uh, gentlemanly enough to actually tell him before yeah tell him beforehand that we are not going to shake your hand and he didn't hold up his hand to for any of the players so uh, look i find that a bit extreme uh, the courts in his country have given him bail he's free to play yeah so that means that he's innocent till proven guilty that was what i was going to ask are you not jumping the gun exactly i i think um, that was that's where i felt it was a little wrong on the part of the uh, board hmm. uh, to actually accept that they should have probably put on their foot and said no we've got a man cleared or he's yet to be i, I know he's not in the clear but at the same time he's not in the docks as yet hmm. right so probably that's not called for right so well i mean uh, so both namibia and uh, scotland have taken i understand they're trying to take a moral stand hmm. standpoint but uh, if tomorrow he's cleared hmm. it would look it would look like a bit weird right I, yeah. i i take it so but okay at least when you look at the results on the field nepal are doing very well nepal are doing well and i think even he's taken three wickets in uh, three wickets each in both of the matches that he's played so he's showing good match form correct right so he's actually uh, he's actually uh, proven his worth uh, right the yeah. backing that he's getting from the board he's proved his worth but yeah what's hap- what happens off the field will have an impact yeah. but i think that we should let justice take its course there and then uh, we as cricket fans should uh, sort of crucify him we should wait to crucify him there oh i'll i'll let the authorities take over <laughs> steps they must i will not get into it but uh, okay now going on to the other test match that happened the one between england and new zealand well baseball england <laughs> that was test match in 2020 mode right <laughs> right uh, i think no. uh, new zealand are if you ask me new zealand players are still perplexed right in yeah. terms of what hit them hmm. because it was relentless it was not that okay the openers decided to hit and the rest of them no it was like one after the other it was a freight train that was hitting new zealand one after the other yeah i mean saudi right. captaining his first series independently ken williamson was there but he looked a bit absent it was not right no, in the header i think every batsman every new zealand batsman huh. right probably they were overwhelmed by the uh, baseballing that mm. they had to uh, endure right and uh, a declaration a sporting declaration and a declaration in the end of first day at the Correct. 60th over Correct. right and you are at the end of 60th over you are looking at what 377 no i mean 325 for 9 yeah 325 that that's and a half runs no no that that's a that's more than an interesting take right so imagine the confidence stokes has in his bowlers hmm. right um it's a new zealander at the helm management wise right <laughs> yeah and that's <laughs> mcdonald yeah yeah so probably they're ruining the fact that why did we let go of him Yeah, okay. I think the his obvious, time will come. His obviously, the moment he completes his contract with England, I think the New Zealand is going to yeah uh, pull him in. Well, I dare say some other, some of the more bigger, deeper pocket uh, nations like India might be looking. Might might be looking okay. at it, but yeah, that's still far away. I think Ra- Dravid's uh, contract runs till the uh, World Cup. I think it's still. This I think World so. Cup. The World Cup in twenty twenty three. Okay, but. he's not done badly so yeah, he's upcoming couple of months will be very crucial exactly. if he can win a couple if, more if trophies when uh, if he can win the world championship and if he can win uh, the world cup hmm. then i think he'll be touted as the most successful indian coach right fine now coming back to this game uh, new zealand were saved thanks to tom blundell tom blundell so right. they were in a lot of trouble but then tom blundell hit a 100 you a very might, good 138 you, you take off that 138 from the new zealand score yeah 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 there's not a lot else <laughs> well him and devon conway 77 yeah so but outside of that the top order completely failed only wagner who went in as a night watchman he made 27 so an interesting uh, also an interesting game for night watchman so first of all stuart brought stuart brought right he came back he, something called the night night hawk yeah it's a, some joke like that so he was sent in and uh, he 
he made some runs and even he didn't spare the uh, kiwi bowlers of course not <laughs> so i think wagner kept bouncing him finally uh, as i heard in the commentary the night hawk has fallen off its perch <laughs> or something like this he got bounced incessantly and he handed the glove one to uh, behind the wicket right so that's one thing but then also what he said so england never took a step back so uh, ollie pope 49 better than run a ball joe root 57 strike rate of 92 Harry Brook I don't know what I he's want, doing Harry I Brooke. want to I wanted to talk about Harry Brook the consistency that he's brought in even in Pakistan yeah, right yeah. so he's proving that he can play in all kinds of pitches yeah right the pitches in New Zealand are completely different from what were in Pakistan or what were in England when he came into reckoning right mm, so he's mm. proven that he can play in all conditions he's an all condition player and no doubt he's gotten that IPL money in his pocket now sure sure see that's one thing but for me <clears throat> this lad is showing he can be the next big thing in england batting batting period in right batting so you see joe root sort of adapting uh, scoring sort of one day runs in a test match colors ollie pope doing good right ollie pope probably so, the next captain or the captain waiting for england right so and he wants probably he wants to make the number 3 slot for himself that's right right so <coughs> I, i i don't think so he needs to try too hard because there are not too many people challenging him for that as well right i mean we'll have to see There's a lot of water under the bridge yet because i see ben ben stock still keeping this for maybe 2 years if no, no, fit. no that's fine i know what Aye. i'm talking is and 2 years of apprentice uh, uh apprenticeship that ollie pope's going to get under mccallum and stokes yeah. i think might be a very yeah. useful time that's but it's going to be a very useful time for ollie pope and all he needs to focus on is probably just scoring those runs getting those runs and make sure that he doesn't lose focus of what he is in the team for fair enough score big runs from number 3 but i think that freedom that they get he's able to play his strokes he doesn't care if he's on 49 he goes for a big one he knows everybody coming after him are still one capable of scoring runs and will do the same thing so a bunch of 50s 350s and then um, ben fox scoring a very sedate 51 of 80 and everybody around him backing the ball right so uh, you're right so when you look at it there was a chance this england could have sort of backfired a little bit so at 6 for 237 when jorud got out if new zealand got those wickets a little bit quickly a target of 300 or 320 might be sort of something you may want to chase uh, yes. given the time that you had the pace at which the test had moved correct but then uh, those tail enders so mainly ali robinson ben stokes those immediate runs that they kept adding that was quite something as a result they were able to make sure you know by the time new zealand came out to bat 394 is a huge huge enough target let's just and say. i'd like to just point at one more aspect if you go to the top of the uh, order there hmm. zack crawley uh-huh. right the kind of confidence hmm. uh, the management is showing on this guy if you see i think he still has an average of after he's played about uh, close to 20 tests he has an average of under 30 hmm. and his uh, and he has a double 100 but he has a double 100 he has a couple of hundreds in that hmm. so you can see that he is blown hot and cold uh, too long but still they see potential in him and uh, beckelum wants to invest in him right and he has backing of some of the from some quarters of english cricket hmm. so he still finds him there because otherwise the previous if you look at it there was a lot of chopping at the top hmm. right you saw uh, you probably england saw was the only international teams that saw so many changes in openers right you had uh, uh, compton you had uh, uh, habib hmm. right hmm. you had nick hmm. compton you had hasib hamid and you had a couple of more guys right yeah, who yeah, came yeah. in who there was a lot of chopping in and chopping out and there was nobody there you had rory burns rory burns he actually had a i think he was the probably the most compact opener they had for some time i think but the india series uh, yeah yeah here it up yeah he had a tough series with india there yeah yeah right so there was a lot of chopping and changing at the top but i think what mckellum has done is uh, given them that confidence that you're not going to be dropped hmm. right i'll allow you time to express yourselves so go ahead and express yourself and play the way you play your natural game and we'll back you we'll pr- probably back you for two three series yeah. then let's look at it let's come back to the drawing board then but for now i'll give you three series and if that confidence if you have a confidence that yes i'm in for the next two series then you become a different player correct right and i think that's what is showing and if you look at it zack uh, scol is i think in the first test he did score a half century mm. but again in here he's got a good 30s he's got just good 30s in this 
right he's not scored uh, he didn't score a he didn't score significant amount of runs at the other end you have ben duckett mm-hmm. that guy is a little more consistent in scoring when compared to zack crawley mm-hmm. right so that's making a good they're making a very good aggressive opening pair right and i think you had to hand it over to the england uh, english management team there yeah, in yeah. sort of having that confidence and giving the confidence to these youngsters to go ahead and play the way play the game well we talk of youngsters and people who are sort of new to the sport 41 i want to talk about the yes. guy who turned 41 and picking up wickets at will well him and that the other guy the night hawk guy right? yeah broad had one of those other tests where uh, he has this um, brilliant moments of an hour so four top order new zealand batsmen bowled i mean i don't know what was happening i looked at the highlights they were all playing all around good balls they were balls that were doing enough but i thought they played all around sort of what you might say brain fade may have happened the game was lost in a, in a matter of no time so chasing 394 if you are 5 for 28 the game is gone and you got to hand it over to that pair man they are now the yeah. most successful uh, pair of uh, right they they yeah, went yeah, past yeah. megrath and shane one right now i think Fantastic. there are 1002 wickets right? so that's a wonderful feat Yeah, and yeah. that talks about the longevity of these guys and in Correct. in the other case you had a spinner Correct. right you had a spinner in chain one hmm. but here there are two these two pacers who got in that hmm. and hmm. they have played together for i think 15 years now more than 15 years now close to close to 15 yeah? years yes so, yes so it talks about the fitness it talks about the mental space that these two are in hmm. right hmm. and i think you got to give it up to these guys man i think they are they'll go down as probably the greatest bowling pair I wouldn't enough. Yeah, I wouldn't want to yeah, I wouldn't want to compare them to the West Indian uh, no, that was always a quartet. Yeah, you, you never a... had two people take 1000 wickets. Yeah. So this is quite something. So all in all they showed their value again. Of course, friendly pitches you can say whatever you want. No, you can, but the new, the New Zealand bowlers also had the same pitch. Exactly, right? exactly. The well, way these guys made the ball talk. I think was... they were consistently short. The New Zealand pacers had more pace on their side. So if you look at Ali Robinson Stuart Broad, James Anderson, all of these bowl around 130. The 130s, the mid 130s. But they all are taller. So Broad and uh, Robinson are much taller. So <clears throat> they made use of the lengths better. What you correctly pointed out. If you look at the New Zealand squad, there's a bit of uh, rawness. South they did not have a good game either with the ball or as a skipper. But uh, are New Zealand missing Bolt because Bolt has not signed up a contract with the board. Maybe uh, he'll. he'll probably only get to play some world uh, stage limited overs tournaments potentially i think his test career is over neil wagner did a good job but then he was attacked he no, kept he... bowling short and they kept hooking him for six <clears throat> neil wagner the problem with neil wagner i think sometimes he gets stuck right so mm-hmm. he, he decides that he as a there are a lot of times that batsmen get premeditated right so, correct right so this correct. guy i think he's one of those premeditated mindset bowlers who will say that okay come what may this spell of mine i'm going to bowl only bouncers right mm. and it's very difficult to talk him out of that probably as a skipper well, not bouncers but short pitch yeah short pitch all of it coming into your ribs yeah, yeah. i'm going to just go bowl that i'm just going to bowl short for the next for this entire spell it's difficult probably for the skipper to talk him out of that and say you got to make the, let the ball do its thing right pitch it up so probably bowl four short but keep the other two full yeah. see i think he tried a bit of that but you saw uh, basically the way he was handled was jorut and harry brook they are both good enough that if you keep bowling short at them they started hooking him for sixes same with ben stokes that sort of counterbalanced in the second inning especially when crucially there was a 50 run period where i thought tim sodhi the skipper was very reactive simply because in the blink of an eye they scored four sixes in two overs and that is a match changing or can be a match changing momentum uh, that uh, england ran away with and you saw what happened but okay a uh, plenty of uh, learning i think if you're a new zealand fan and if you're a new zealand player and I, yeah it's a change of guard so you probably got to go uh, you probably will spare this slack for uh, saudi on that it's not but it's not the first time he's captaining right he's no no he's, he's been captain he's captained the new zealand earlier and short he's been a stand in yeah. and he's been a stand in skipper he's the go to stand in skipper for uh, the kiwis for quite some time mm-hmm. right so he was never short of the captaincy uh, experience Mm. but probably his first full series as a captain and all of that Correct. and i think um, there was not much support that kane williamson could give because he had his own issues to fix with his batting and he was not ah, yeah. he was absent as a batsman if you call me ah uh, yeah you you're right i thought i thought he was sort of missing they worked him out in england both the innings you saw they sort of worked him out and i think maybe in the mental space he's not right up there maybe maybe he's sort of falling into the right mindset 
he sees himself maybe as a last of a old guard ken williamson rastelar has gone all of his good friends are not no longer there he has some friends in the bowling lineup but the rest of the people around him are new except maybe tom ledham right tom ledham yeah so okay interesting times though new zealand some some changes it's a change of guard it's a change of i think they they need to give themselves some time and be patient with the team mm. let's see how the second test unfolds yeah. so but do you see england winning the series 2-0 or new zealand come making a comeback i don't see new zealand making a comeback uh, see uh, the best they can do is probably a uh, uh, draw it out mm. but a new zealand win is highly unlikely given the just for the fact the mm. way england has won it right right it was complete dominance it was a mohammad ali punch the <laughs> knockout that they gave them it was not or a mike tyson in his prime punch right mm. it was like that it was a first round punch yeah, yeah it was the match didn't go the 16 rounds for you to say that okay uh the opponent has a chance in the next round they knocked him out in the first, he knocked then england basically knocked out uh, new zealand right so they they're just walking on their feet about to fall any time yeah, okay, so maybe when that it's very difficult for a team to cope that and come back strongly if they come back then probably they are the uh, most strong team mentally currently in the international circuit if england if new zealand can come back and beat england well don't don't uh, count that out yet i won't discount them but i would say that would be a miracle i would hand it i would hand out a 2-0 uh, uh, scoreline here mm. uh, probably if we get to talk again mm. on the series again sometime soon and discuss on that series then probably we will uh, see that i but i think i will give it a 2-0 scoreline for england and fortunately this is not a part of the wtc cycle so yeah. that's all <laughs> so all right. both of them have found their especially england yeah. right they found their mojo very late to wait to late all right yeah. so now uh, going back to the other off field news just a couple of topics so first of all changes in the south african cricket setup so now it is post boucher era so to say and you see some sweeping changes so for example you see that uh, Temba Bauma has been appointed Temba as Bauma captain. Temba Bauma has taken over the ten. Uh, Elgar is still in the team, but Bauma yeah. has been named captain, and uh, Bauma has given up the T20 captaincy. So there is a new coach, Shukri Khan, right? So he probably has a good rapport with Bauma yep. from back when, right? From age group cricket days. So when you look at all that, well, you can see again the change of guard. You can see that, but then there are also some interesting changes in the field when you look at the. Um, the different sort of people who have been retained and let go so tenus de brown has retired that's uh, see he retired because he was told that he doesn't have an international career anymore a future with uh, international cricket in south africa mm-hmm. right so that's mm-hmm. why that's why he retired right and the same has been told to uh, uh one more guy but yeah surprisingly for me i would probably i'm just missing out because i'm focused on the keeper yeah yeah right uh, kyle verena kyle verena So he did probably uh, he got the uh, short end of the bargain here because mm. i felt he had done uh, done pretty well mm. to mm. warrant himself a space in the place in the team right, right? Uh, he had scored those crucial runs he was more than a decent keeper right so uh, yes where I, well i felt that he's got in a short end of the stick there right. but yeah but the others were known were expected right but for me uh, it is so surprising that um, when temba when south africa team toured india for mm-hmm. the short ball series right and temba bavuma was all at sea he couldn't put up he couldn't put his bat to the ball mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. he was and he was and we could know that he's not in the he's not in the right mental frame as Absolutely. well That's during the entire series he was absent as a captain right right mm-hmm. and then he goes then he fight he comes uh, he comes back with a uh, what do you call and uh, series saving century right and that century was long due well and this is against uh, this is in the shorter format yeah this against, against england against england yeah right so he goes back and he does this and then he finds sort of finds his uh, uh, touch and he's back he's back in the reckoning uh, and now he sees himself as the captain of the uh, uh, longer format as well yeah, yeah. Right? so look it's it's interesting so sometimes i there are i always other... used to call him he's the uh, white elephant in the room <laughs> but yeah now <laughs> well but look at least he's shown that he still has the hunger he still has it and it. they probably are counting on that so so that uh, it also helps with the other targets that they have as a group right so all of these taken into consideration i thought rasifander dusan also so lost his um, p20 
plays in the test match setup is a very solid one day player one day player he's a very good one day player right yeah. so i think maybe test wise i think this is sort of a right thing uh, kyle verena i think you're right he might have been a bit unlucky uh, lunge engidi has been dropped because he's he's not been consistent he's been hit all over the place so that sort markram of comes back markram makes a comeback correct and uh, i felt that he's probably the only other captaincy material south africa currently has good one Yeah yeah he's probably yeah. the only other captaincy material south africa has apart from temba bahum at this point of time correct right so probably it was high time that he was brought into the mix mm. to uh, have a plan b for bahuma right give bahuma a run and then if the desired results are not there then they have they already have a man who's in the team who's in the mix well right they can they could always go back to elgar but i don't see that happening. i don't think You're right. that's going to happen because elgar is getting no younger right he's a closer to the end so when you look at the rest of the squad they have a strong spin contingent because even though this will be played in south africa so the first test is in centurion from 24th and the second test uh, or oh sorry the first test is on 28th, 28th. centurion right so centurion is actually known for the pace but when you look at the squad here you have gerald kotse simon harmer um shenuran muthuswami and of course um, keshav, maharaj. keshav maharaj so they have a lot of spin options i think they'll go with at least two of these guys i mm. think simon harmer and uh, keshav maharaj keshav maharaj are definitely starters right but again i think they are banking more on the, uh, more than on the pitch they are banking on uh, the uh, uh, west indies batsmen uh, sort of being averse to play spin right strange though because west indian teams uh, over the last couple of years at least they have slow and low pitches at home they have their own spinners like uh, um moti moti yeah so he he himself has been successful so it's going to be interesting you would expect like a green top right it might yeah, still be the I case i want that so you have rabada you have norkia and you have uh, vian mulder as an all-rounder and marco jansen so there's enough there so that's not going to be a problem so let's see how uh, i think the reason why these uh, south africa would still go with two spinners is because the flexibility marco jansen brings in right because he's ah, he a, can bat. he's an extremely good he's a extremely capable bat as well correct. 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 so that gives the cushion and uh-huh. he's a more than a maharaj can bat as well yeah, yeah right. and maharaj is a batsman as well. he's a capable batsman as well Fair. right and uh, that is probably one of the things why uh, south africa can still go with a simon harmer because yeah. they have got harmer can bat too yeah, yeah. they've got two good all-rounders in uh, two very capable all-rounders in marco jansen and keshav maharaj Right, so uh, that's probably the same. Uh, they're probably the same phase where India was probably mm. when you had Hardik Pandya as the Test bowling all rounder. Right, right, right. Where right. they could India could play two spinners in any pitch, right? Um, mm. So probably uh, they're similar in that phase where Marco Jansen is giving the captain the flexibility of having an additional spinner to bring in the variety. Interesting. So now comes the last news. Chetan Sharma, the former Indian chairman of selectors, had tendered his resignation when he was caught in an undercover TV sting operation. So, can you give us some more details on this juicy business? No, I think it was again extremely immature uh-huh. of a person who is at the helm right, mm-hmm. of managing uh, probably the uh, most influential uh, cricketing body, mm-hmm. right? When it comes to the player selection, yeah, actually. player selection at least, right? And you cannot be you cannot lose stock you cannot afford to lose stock mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. um you can't go about telling that um, and you're taking names you can't take names right. at least right mm-hmm. you can say that there were players coming in to my uh, they were coming and visiting me at my house and all of that but you can't take names of players who got a grade contracts uh-huh. right mm-hmm. one secondly you can't talk about what's happening or what everybody knows is happening but that still kept under wraps right the feud between uh, kohli and uh, ganguly was known Correct. to every person uh, every cricket fan right mm-hmm. but you will not go about talking about it fair enough right you're not going to talk about ah, the clash between rohit sharma and uh, uh, virat kohli right you're not going to talk those things because everybody knows that two superpowers in the team and obviously when two superpowers are there mm. you obviously are going to have some friction but they think they're doing a, they're doing more than a good job in trying to be civil and professional right in the way they are hand, they're going about their business so i think you should have let it be at that and not try to provide uh, uh, now when you are a person in in charge and sort of in you got power, to be extremely careful of what you talk you might as well think you're always in a 
sting situation yeah. you are not going to reveal any yeah. unnecessary details to exactly so probably that's what um, it was a very uh, uh, what do you call it uh, controversial selection committee that these guys had he held he, it he was reappointed in january yeah, as the, the entire team was swept his mm-hmm. his entire old guard was swept mm-hmm. they gave him a new team yeah. and now he loses his head yeah right? so yeah, yeah, yeah. he probably had he is the only survivor i probably felt i mm. thought he was a survivor when he was reinstated right right and then he goes about his and he loses his head to loose talk correct right that's the last thing you want to lose your head to you you probably should be responsible and say that you know what i couldn't take my i couldn't give a team mm. which couldn't uh, which could uh, not make it to the semis of the world cup so i lost my head right or i couldn't make my team win the world cup uh, world test championship so i lost my head i'm fine with that lose your head to that yeah, yeah. not to loose talk that that was a bit immature yeah, that was a bit immature on I mean, the man's part well that brings us to the close of all the topics and the games that we want to discuss so thank you once again pawan it was as always a pleasure having you on the podcast thank you it was nice talking about cricket uh, and yes it i obviously enjoy my conversations with you so definitely looking forward for my yeah, next interaction on on the armchair podcast but yes thank you so much for giving me the opportunity would you like to would you like to plug uh, any of your social media outlets any twitter account etc yeah probably i'll uh, add my add this to my uh, insta and uh, facebook handles if i can and i'll probably all right i'll, I'll probably put it out there as a part of the uh, episode notes and anybody who wants to get in touch with you can get in touch there sure Absolutely. Thank you very much. We wish all our listeners a good day wherever they may be listening from. Bye-bye. Goodbye everyone. This is the Armchair Cricket Podcast.